You are started right now with Travis Rogers, Alan Sliwa. Travis and Sliwa is on. We're here each weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. We begin the nine-hour L.A. Sports Mega Block live and local. Well, Saturday night, LeBron and the Lakers, they won a game and a big one. LeBron went off in front of Matthew Stafford and Kelly Stafford. Oh, Matthew Stafford, you're at the Lakers game. That's Travis loving Stafford. You think Sliwa kind of got that voice going to on Saturday night? King James. Meanwhile, reports are in that producer Emily had a fun-filled weekend. There were some good times. There were some bad times. There was discombobulation. And there was movie taking. We will have updates all morning long of producer Emily's wild and wacky weekend. And I wonder if producer Taylor did anything fun. I think he had to work the Laker game. Man, that's a lot of sleep, Taylor. Anyway, Travis and Sliwa, your Monday right now. Here we go. Live from L.A. Law. Sweet tea, Travis Rogers. Hit him in the face, Sliwa. I'll still take the face. Travis and Sliwa right now. Yeah. yeah. How about that, Al? I think you do the show like that today. I think I do my Matthew Stafford voice. I think you do your King James voice. I just think yeah. we do the entire show in our, in our, loving, uh, our, our loving voices all day long. Why not? You have uh, you can do the Stafford voice, um, and, and you're actually pretty good at it. I don't think I can do King James. Give it a try. Six foot eight. Um, no, LeBron, right, I love you. You yeah. need to you need to give it a shot. Well, am I doing? Because okay, you actually do your love format, Stafford. I'm supposed to do my love for King James. Yes, that's right. Well, I would change. I would be different. <laughs> okay, how would you do it? I would try to all of a sudden like act I'm more, like I'm more of a man than I actually am. Like a, a Bron, looking good out there, man. Hey, hey, I got you. You okay. tell me what you need from me, and I got you. Post game show, whatever it is you need. And that whole time he was just walking by me, and he kept walking. He's already in the locker room. I'm still talking to myself. I, I like that you're you you, you just kind of lowered your voice a little bit, and your mm. cadence was just slightly Put different. My chest than out a little, <laughs> and your chest, chest was out, out a little sure. bit. Yeah, for sure. And he probably looked at me like, bro, get in the gym every once in a while, huh? <laughs> I don't think. See, you're not you're not selling it. You got you got to declare your love for him. You have to make sure that you under, that he understands well, that your your excitement style, for his 56 point night is is legitimate. My style is different than your style. Like you <laughs> Fair were, enough. Fair you enough. were. I'm trying to play it cool. And he oh knows yeah, you're that, that guy. Okay. Yeah, he knows that I'm not that cool. And that even if I try to play cool, he sees through it. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, no, Braun and I are tight. We're very close. Very close. <laughs> it's a different strategy for sure. I, I respect it. it it's a, it's you, a good way to go about it. Okay, real quick question. Do you ever do this where if somebody comes to you and, you know, your reaction is based on their reaction. If somebody comes super excited with a high-pitched voice, all of a sudden you kind of catch yourself with a little bit more of a high-pitched voice and you're wondering, why am I talking like that? But it's because the other person was. Or if somebody's yeah. a little more, the mood is a little different, they're a little down, all of a sudden you're down. I kind of play off of how somebody comes to me. You're going to let someone else set the tone. I get it. I, I, I like to go the other way. Like if somebody's coming in hot, I like to go down. If somebody's down, I'm going to try to elevate them and pull them up to my I level. Like yeah, I, I just, you know, whatever whatever you're going to do, I'm going to try to make you feel well, a little uncertain about it. That's funny to me because I could see somebody coming to you super optimistic, having a good day, uh-huh. and then you just cold clocking them with, what? okay, yeah, the sun's out today, but you know what? Tomorrow it's supposed to be cloudy. Didn't sound that good. It didn't sound like that good of a day. Why, why are you excited about that? That sounds terrible. Like, I've done that a million times. That's not that good at all. 
<laughs> just throw throw one of those. Can I tell you something? I've been holding on to this all morning. I held on to it all day yesterday. I've been waiting to tell you this since about, I guess it was probably, say, 12.30, 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon. You ready? Okay. Yeah. So played a little golf yesterday uh, with some buddies, and we decided after the round of golf that we we're going to shoot over to this place uh, to get some wings. We we're going to go have some wings and some beer and, and hang out a little bit and chit-chat after the golf. So we go to the spot, uh, a place called Santora's in Mission Viejo, a little wing place. And we're sitting there, and we're having some wings. We're having some pitchers of beer, a little fries. we got some pizza, too. It's a pretty good afternoon, and we're just sitting there, and we're chopping it up. And this guy comes over to, uh, to, to the table, and he says, Hey, um, are, you, uh, are, are you Travis Rogers from the radio? And I said, Yeah, I, yes, I am. Yeah, what, what, what's your name? He goes, Oh, hey, I'm Chris. So I chat with Chris for a little minute. Chris, Chris is, is a fan of our show. So I was very excited to hear him. Thank and we, you, you know, Chris. Thank you, we, Chris. We talk a little bit about it, and, and he goes in back and, and sits down with his family and starts enjoying his lunch. So anyway, we're, we're, we're finishing up, and we're walking out the door, and he's sitting by the door. So I kind of pat him on the back and say, Hey, thanks again for, for all the nice things you said about the show. Really appreciate it. And then he looks at me and goes, hey, can I give you an Ask Slee real quick? <laughs> I'm like, yes, of course you can give me I have an a Ask feeling Slee. you didn't walk out of the restaurant <laughs> saying, nah, really in a hurry right now, but let's nope. uh, hit me I, on Twitter. It was all I could do to not pull up a chair to his family's lunch and just decide to sit there for the, the rest of the uh, the afternoon. So I have, a, I have an Ask Slee in my back yep. pocket that we're going to do, uh, I don't know, about 40 minutes from right now. We do Ask Slee at 1045. So another person on the street just wants to know that Ask want you to know that Astley is their jam. Did you grab a wing from their table? <laughs> I was did you, fully did you... invested in the Ask Slee. That's okay. all I needed from Chris at that point. I could have seen you just kind of looking at the table, right? Like a lot of numbers are going through your mind, and you're saying to yourself, <laughs> okay, there's four of them here. They already ate. They look like they're waiting for the bill. There's still three wings left. Are those three wings going to go to waste? You guys just going to let those sit there or what? I mean, that, those look like they've been there a minute or two. You, could you probably get those through could you imagine if you pulled up and just had one of their wings chris would have been okay with it he seemed like a nice guy i think he would have shared his wings with me had i asked to do it but my buddies i was with uh, my buddies brian and brad and they're both like this is awesome they were they were so excited that they wanted to do an ask slee in person so we're gonna chris from mission viejo your ask slee is coming up in about uh, 40 minutes from right now so i've been holding on to that all day long, Al. Just, just, just so you know that. So the people in the Asksley universe are still very excited about your segment. Well, you have, uh, you used to get those at the Rams game, so Ram season's over. Every week, so there's not as much interaction. Hey, so they got to find me gotta... in the wild. <laughs> you get, like I was, I was easy to find during during football season. I'm very easy to locate. I'm, I'm in, I'm I at SoFi or I'm at Hollywood Park Casino. I'm very easy to find, and you can hit me with your Asksleys. But now that I'm out and about on a Sunday, I'm a little more hard to uh, lock down. I didn't. Uh, I didn't golf this weekend, buddy. I, I was. Golf. That was my very next question. Yeah. I was worried yeah. that maybe you didn't get down to the range. Are you going to let me down? No. We. We. You and I have to golf one day in the next like two weeks. Okay. So just one day in the next two weeks. Just once. Let's make it. A, let's make it a regular thing. Let's do it once a come, week until the tournament. We could do not? that. Yeah. Yeah. We can make that happen. Yeah. We'll. We'll find a day, and we just gotta. Because you need to give me a little bit of, uh, okay, hey, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. 
listen, I'm not coming out here. Nobody's going to be looking at me as, hey, do you see Sliwa? That swing looks like Mickelson. That's not going to be happening. <laughs> well, first of all, Mickelson's left-handed. You're right-handed. So we're going to pick a right-handed guy, first of all. That's, maybe you're standing on the wrong side of the ball. Have we no. ever considered that? <laughs> you may you may say after a couple of swings, let's just try left-handed. Let's try left-handed. Maybe, maybe you're better as a lefty. Maybe you're better, better you're like as ben a Simmons. Uh, we're, we're still trying to figure out which hand you shoot with. <laughs> you're ben Simmons, are we sure he's right-handed? Could he not be left-handed? Are we sure we don't want to put that ball in his other hand? ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Um, did you watch Winning Time last night, Al? It was pretty good. Not going to okay. lie. Pretty good. I had uh, – so yesterday was full day off, like the whole day, just completely out, no lake, bobble, nothing. Yeah. Um, had a pr- very productive day. Let me just say that. And, very, and those don't happen very often. Okay? No, they don't. So, and they feel but, good, don't they? Oh, they feel <laughs> I mean, you just like you're walking around as if uh, the world has changed. But the only reason why I bring that up because I did get a chance to see winning time. Okay. Er, earlier in the day, I think I had mentioned to you, I said I'm going to go do a little hike on uh, on right. Sunday. Went back to the uh, the, the, the fish, fish market. Then I'm oh, just stupid. The place is just ridiculous. It really is. Um so it was I, – I had forgot that winning time starts yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, was on Twitter. Everybody's like, hey, it's coming tonight. It's coming tonight. I don't know what your initial response was. I don't really – I didn't have much to – I didn't have any expectations coming in. So I actually did not even really know. I hadn't really done too much research of, hey, the style of the show is going to be like this. Or it's going to be more of like a – you know, a documentary. You know, I, I, I really didn't know how the style of the show was. Within two minutes of the show, you're like, oh, okay. No, I got the style. <laughs> right. Now, now, you're look, you're going to look at the camera and talk to the camera. Right. You're going to joke around this, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was really good. I, I, I really thought I really thought it was entertaining. The only thing I did not like is I'm accustomed to being able to watch multiple episodes now because of Netflix and everything else, right? Like sure. you can, hey, if you I want to go more. on and – I wanted more. Yeah. Um, but I, I, my initial reaction was, that's a really entertaining show that I'll be back for next Sunday. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. So I, I kind of had the same thing. I didn't know what my expectations were. I have, I've read Jeff Perlman's book, which this series is based on. So I knew kind of the, the raw material that they were going to use to make this series. I know Adam McKay is involved in this, and he is the executive producer. I think he might even have directed this first episode as well. Um, so I know Adam McKay, right? So you kind of know what you're getting going into this from this. But I thought it was great because, first of all, John C. Riley kind of looks like Jerry Buzz. He smiles like Jerry Buzz. They had a good wig on him. They had, you know, he's got the, the right smile, the costumes, all of those things great. The guy that plays Magic kind of looks like Magic a little bit. And he's big like Magic is big. And he can move like an athlete. He can move, you know, when you watch him dribble Isaiah. and shoot. Yeah, like all of all of these things are like, okay, this is a really good start. The episode plays out, and there wasn't one time where I'm staring at my phone. There wasn't one time I'm looking like how much more is re- is left in good this. Point. It's a all really of good these, sign like, right you, there. You had me fully engaged the entire. T- and to your point, this isn't a documentary. This is a television show, mm-hmm. loosely based on the 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 '80s Lakers. And you know we're going to hit the major beats and all these things. The negotiation. Jack Kent Cook is a bad guy. We all knew that beforehand. Jerry West is wound maybe tighter than any human being on the face of the earth. We all knew that. We knew Magic was kind of preternaturally cool coming into this. That he and Jerry Buss connected right away. It was a great debut episode to kind of pull you in and make you – and and the basketball – that scene when Norm Nixon and and Magic are doing – 
Like, the basketball was good enough that it didn't feel like actors who were doing a thing. It felt like basketball players who could actually act a little bit. It was great. I love it. Well, I mean, that scene alone, and I'm glad you brought that up because the footwork from Quincy Isaiah is really what I wanted to break down in this uh, in this episode here. <laughs> does he remind you of Stanley Johnson? <laughs> does, does, does Quincy Isaiah deserve a regular rotational spot on the Lakers roster in real time? That coming up next. Trav, <laughs> right? <laughs> we can I, had do that. Look, I had to look at the clock. I'm like, is he really going to break here? Is this what he's doing? <laughs> um Okay, so a couple things. You know, you said that we all know the story of. Yeah. I actually don't think a lot of people know all the stories. And Mm. and for me, I think I feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what's going on with the Lakers, blah, blah, blah. I know the history, this, that. No, there's some things that were going on, and and I I almost have to go back and make sure, okay, hey, was it really like that with Cook, like you're saying, where he was that type of a guy? Okay, I know the Jerry West stuff where he just – Seems like he's always miserable, but all he cares about is winning. He just continues to look back at his years with this uh, against the Celtics, and he's got yeah. this MVP trophy, and they didn't win the championship. <laughs> he um, didn't seem to respect that trophy very much, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. Using it to club his locker and throw it through the window. <laughs> it was aggressive. But I, I, I actually I found that Jerry West trying to – or I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Jerry Buzz trying to take over the Lakers uh, – Lakers franchise, the trying to come up with X amount of cash. I, I actually found some nuances there that I did not know the details of. I actually didn't know Magic. I didn't know he was strongly considering going Go. back to college. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, that's not something for me personally huh. that I, I remember any of that stuff. So in a weird way, even as somebody who loves the Lakers, been following the Lakers, I'm actually learning some stuff in here that I uh, I didn't know in the past. I want you to real, rerun the last 40 years of Laker history with Sidney Moncrief is that first draft pick <laughs> what what does that feel like what you know what i mean like are you kidding like the idea that magic johnson could have ever played for oh another team gosh. could have ever been a part of any other organization just feels like a fever dream like magic was born to be a los angeles laker and that's the way that it needed to go all right we'll talk more about winning time i want to talk about the game that took place this weekend lebron drops 50 uh what was it 56 along the way just an extraordinary night for him and the Lakers may have found a good luck charm. They're going to have to carve out a couple of seats for some regulars on this thing moving forward. That's all coming up next, plus Ask Slee at 1045. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Listen to Travis and Sliwa more at 10 a.m. And it is Travis and Sliwa, your Monday. We're here each weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Be sure to spend some time with us this week. If you're new to the show, we do funny stuff like this. Hey, I just want as much cheap beer as yep. possible. Is that like 23, 44? 44, I think, is a classy cutoff. I think so, that's when you tell yourself, okay, hey, I've grown up. Um, I want more. I just want to be known as a classy individual. 44. And we talk L.A. sports. Travis and Sliwa continues right now. All right, Slee. So, 44, you still got a ways to go. You can start buying buckets and buckets of beer along the way. Um, so, 
I got a quick one for you, and, and you may or may not get this. I, I don't know because it's a little bit before your time, but did you have? was there anything about the Jack Kent Cook character in Winning Time that took you out of the moment, that made you kind of pause, that made you go, uh, what's going on around here? Was there any part of that that didn't land quite right for you? Um, what, give me, what, what exactly are you referencing to? Cause there's a few, there's a few moments in yesterday's episode where I'm trying to put the pieces together. I'm like, this guy really this much of an idiot. So even though all of the the players in this are very famous people, Jeannie yep. Buss is a famous person, Magic mm-hmm. and Kareem and Norm Nixon and Jerry Buss and Jerry West, and they're all famous people. Mm-hmm. Jack Kent Cook, uh, obviously a very famous guy for a very long time, owned a bunch of teams along the way. Jack Kent Cook was the only character in this that kind of took me out of the moment. That, that made me think that I'm that reminded me I'm watching a television show as opposed to just kind of being immersed into the story. Do you have any reason why I might have felt like that? Mm-mm. Why? Do, do you know who played Jack Kent Cook? The guy uh, that played Danny Noonan from Caddyshack. <laughs> so, <laughs> the only, I'm, I'm watching it the entire going, well, they can't have Danny Noonan as Jack Kent Cook. This doesn't work at all. Like, I, I need, we're going to need to sub that actor out for, I think his name's Michael O'Keefe. Like, Michael O'Keefe, who's actually a very good actor, yeah. but I can only see Danny Noonan. Even though that movie's 40 years ago, I'm watching, like, Danny Noonan doesn't own the Lakers. Danny Noonan is not negotiating with Jerry Buss. I need somebody else in that role, Slee. So, that's what threw me off with John C. Riley. Okay. In the beginning, it was, I don't know if I could do this. Wait, John C. Riley, the same guy that's uh, talking about, you know, his drumsticks with Will Ferrell and, uh, <laughs> Talladega and Step Brothers and Talladega Nights, right, like all that. I couldn't Shake do it. In, in the beginning, beginning, I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. It didn't take me five or ten minutes to be like, oh, this is fantastic. This is great. This is the last concern. He was actually one of my – he's probably my favorite character in the first episode. Him no playing question. Dr. Jerry Buss. No, absolutely. Was, was absolutely. my favorite character in the in the episode. But it, I did have a quick second. Even when they were saying who was going to play the roles, This remember, this has been hyped up here for a little while now. We, we were kind of getting um, – we were getting a little bit of pieces of information of how it's going to work. I'm like – how am I going to see John C. Riley as Dr. Jerry Buss? By the time we got five minutes into it, I was good to go. Miss it. Noonan. Miss it. I, <laughs> the entire, just like, you can't have Danny Noonan own the Lakers. This, this That's doesn't, awesome. This is, this is, that scene I, with you, the you, uh, sand dabs was uncomfortable. When, like, racist Danny Noonan yeah. is making Magic feel pretty lousy about the home. Like, ooh, this is not, I don't like Danny Noonan the racist. This is, this is bad. I, I need Danny to be a nice guy. And then, by the way, Dr. Jerry Buss, hey, let's get some burgers. Hey, let's go get a drink. Like, he just reads the room and, and quickly adjusts. I did. That was the one point I did pull out my phone. I'm like, is sand dabs a thing? Like, I didn't even know what that was. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Have you no. ever had any sand dabs? Anybody? No. It's too bougie for us. Maybe you should ask Clinton about it. If Maybe he's had some sand dabs because he's so bougie. But there you go. The one thing that uh, stood out to me was that he had the coin toss where they were like, oh, who has a coin? Who has a coin? That's very relatable. But also, like, oh, yeah, we just scraped off some gum on this one and let's do it to determine the potentially one of the best players in all of history yeah it's the most important pick dedicated on a coin flip and they don't have a coin yet 
It was uh, was that Paula Abdul? Who, what, do we, what do we got there? She was a Laker girl about that time. Or yeah. we, we haven't we haven't gotten to the Laker girls quite yet. They're coming in pretty soon. Was that Paula Abdul? Somebody might have to help me right it. there. I think so. I think they teased it for next episode or something. I was watching after that. That's going to be hey, you know how they want Showtime and they want right. this and they want that. So that's coming. That's definitely well. When coming. they had the uh, the singers, right, the three female performers, you're like, oh, okay, this is obviously going to be where they go with this next. It's time for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight talk wireless no contract no compromise so when i wasn't soliciting ask sleaze at local bars or watching hbo the lakers did manage to probably have their best win of the season right i mean there is there any question that that was the the high point at least the high point for the last couple months for sure yeah i mean, I mean at this point you know best win of the season not just a win right just <laughs> fair enough <laughs> get a freaking win and i i say that um michael and i were talking about it in the pregame show and it's you know, it's kind of they're in a position where you don't care who they're playing against. It helps, right? You're playing the Golden State Warriors, who, by the way, have lost eight of ten. So that's a different conversation in its own. Um, you don't care that you're playing the, the 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 fact that it's the Golden State Warriors. It's another nationally televised game that you and I were saying on Friday. Maybe they should just turn the law and order in the second half if the game's not going well. Um, but they won. And, Trav, how they won, I will say this from my perspective, right? You're watching the game or you're listening on the broadcast, being there. It's been a very long time since you feel like the crowd um, – we all had these expectations coming into the season. The crowd felt a certain way uh, on Saturday night. You know, forget the record for a second. Forget the standings for a second. Braun is putting on a show, and your team's got a chance to win, and they eventually win. The place was rocking. And it, Trav, I, I, it just doesn't happen very much. You know, I, I remember you during the Rams season. You would tell me like, "Oh man, this place was amazing. The yeah. atmosphere was this, that." Yeah. You get such small doses of that this season at at Crypto Arena, right? That when you get one where they actually win and they drop X amount of points, it stands out to you. Unfortunately, it stands out because your season's been so bad. Yeah, there, the the energy came across on TV. I mean, it, it, it's always kind of hard to tell what, what it feels like in the building. Sometimes you could, like the other night against uh, the Pelicans, it was dreadful. I mean, yeah. you could feel it on TV. The announcers were talking about how dreadful it was, and the result was dreadful. This was kind of the exact opposite of that, and I wonder if it doesn't have anything to do with Matthew Stafford and Kelly Stafford being there, that they should have Rams star players Rams on retainers. Player. <laughs> just, hey, um, can we get Vaughn Miller in here the next time we have a home game? We get Vaughn in here to just kind of shake things up. Get one star. Get Odell in there. Have Odell on retainer. They need star players. Aaron Donald and Stafford are the only guys that can bring wins to the Lakers. I already, got, I already got the schedule. So McVay's going to be there this Friday <laughs> against the Wizards. Okay, Jalen Ramsey's there on the 14th against the Toronto Raptors. These are all confirmed, by the way. We've Uh, Our our journalism is at its (laughs) finest right now. Sure. Uh, Whitworth's coming on the 23rd against Philly. And then we're keeping April open right now. Um, We want to see how the results go. (laughs) When does Dante Dion get his day in the – because we got got some levels, right? We need to – maybe the the more challenging opponent, the bigger star that we need if they go in there and play – I think they have the Suns coming up here in a couple of games, right? They've got the Suns. Let's – McVay should be in there. Might have to send guys on the road here pretty soon too. (laughs) (laughs) This might not just be an L.A. thing. Back section for Rams players only. Rams players and their plus one in the back. Back of the plane. Why not? We run out of players. We're going to look at Isaac Bruce. We're going to start looking at other, you know, Marshall, <laughs> Marshall Falk. Falk. Are you available? <laughs> You're available. Let's see if you get out here in uh, in April. Why not? Why not? It, it, 
it, it's funny because it, it's, I don't know. I, I don't want to do the thing where it's like, oh, hey, you know, maybe they discovered something. What they discovered is that LeBron James is a very bad man, and he had one of those nights where he couldn't miss. He had one of those nights He's where unstoppable. he just, He was yeah. unstoppable. It's a, that's exactly the right word. And unless he can do that, you know, four out of seven times in a game, I mean, I just I still feel like they're in exactly the same spot. But it was fun to watch for a night. It was fun to watch him go off like that because – He's an old man. You know, by professional athlete standards, he's an old man, and that he still has that in his bag is extraordinary. Okay, so I want to tell you a story when we come back, all right? Ooh. And it's it's perfect on LeBron, um, that when you say LeBron's an old man. Mm-hmm. Something hit me on Saturday when I was talking to Michael in the pregame show, and it, it's referencing another player for the Warriors, and then Braun comes down, drops 56. I'll tell that story when we come back. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. The job search can be a frustrating journey filled with long, lonely hours on the computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. Okay, there's a solution here. ZipRecruiter gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending your jobs that you can apply to in just one click. And they pitch your profile to employers so you stand out. Job seekers, feel the love. You uh, feel the love. You can sign up for free right now. All you got to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com. And it is Travis and Sliwa, your Monday. A big weekend for the Lakers. They win. I like, uh, you know, we got the Matthew Stafford, Travis voice. Oh, Matthew Stafford. I like Slee's approach that he talked about earlier in the show, like going all serious. What's up, Braun? I think that's cool. You know what wasn't cool from the weekend, boys? Apparently, producer Emily lost her car key. I tell you, Emily has no luck when it comes to cars. Let's get the story. Travis and Sliwa continues now for your Monday. Like, lost, lost? Like, they're gone okay. forever? Bro, this yes. is a... There's a lot of details of this story. This is not <laughs> one... I feel bad for Emily. I yeah. It was a it was not a great day. So uh, I, on Saturday, I was in Costa Mesa for a water polo tournament. Shout out Rose Bowl. They won both their games. Great. But I had... It was after the game was over, I was walking to my car, feeling all great, and then I get in my car, and it's locked. I'm like, oh, okay, let me like, go into my bag, get my keys out, nowhere to be found in my bag. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Let me just go check and see on the Maybe pool deck. Maybe the worst feeling out. in any uh, any trip back to your car. Right, and uh, checked literally anywhere, the entirety of the aquatic center. Uh, I stayed an extra two hours after all the games were done. Couldn't find it there. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> then I had to wait two hours in the cold, uh, for a locksmith to come and fix my car. And it was about $800 to. 800 bucks, bro. Ooh. 800. And, uh, I just sat there watching the Laker game, uh, in shorts, by the way. It was extremely cold for me. I was, I had made a point to wear shorts. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. Everyone else was like, it bubbled up. And it was like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm from the East Coast. No, it was terrible. Uh, so Saturday night was very, very not a fun day. Bucks. Yeah, 800 bucks out the window. I had the worst car luck ever. I had a breakdown on the way here from, um, from Connecticut. And yeah, it was, no, it was terrible. So why was this? Is that just what that costs? Is that I mean? Is that just yeah. the? That sounds really expensive. Well, when I was when I was in the industry, um, <laughs> I was. We do you not have it's like I have that AAA thing, right? So, and that's yeah. part of the point. I, I, I was a locksmith for your, four years. AAA <laughs> can get you into your car. It won't get you a new car key. Oh, so I had to get a completely new car key. My car is a push to start, and so I had to get a new fob. I had to get oh. uh, the someone. The guy had to break into my car. One then With the little I, slim Jim deal. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then I had to. They had to reconfigure the fob so that I could put it in my car. And then so where to, where is the key? It's still on. 
I don't know. Like I oh, so, never found it. I never found it. I have a feeling maybe I threw it away, but I even looked through all the trash. Like I, this was me. I was so at the end of my rope. I was looking through trash well, sure. to I find it. The same thing. I was, yeah. I was asking everybody. Yeah, I was like crying. These parents were like, "Okay, I'm okay. supposed to be the adult here." And I have a theory. I have <laughs> yeah, a theory. Um, do you have like team bags? Like the, every player has the same kind of bag, like a backpack or a duffel or something like so, that. So yeah, every kid has a swim bag, and then we have a ball bag. But my, my co coach checked the ball bag. And it's are they not all there. This, are all the bags the same? And do you have one of those? I bags? don't have one of those bags. Oh, so the thing okay. was, my bag was different. And I even I I emailed all the parents. I was like, does Ugh. anybody used to work through the car? And it was it was really terrible. Awful. And Awful. I tried to make the best of it. I tried to be smiley because at, at this point. My trauma has been lived through. My car is my worst part of my life, but for some reason, I still feel this affinity for it. So, we'll see. I've I've had better days, that's for sure. Eight hundred bucks, eight hundred yes. bite, man. Eight hundred. That is eighty is a bite. Eight hundred is a whole nother thing. Slee, have you ever had one of those? Whether it's your wallet or your key, because to, to Emily's point, like you said, there is nothing. That feeling of oh, uh, it's gone. It's there. Your wallet and your keys are those two. Like if it's your sunglasses or something. Like, okay, fine. I can. I can. I can live without them. I can go get a new pair. But my goodness, that is a terrible, terrible. Thing. Maybe we There's should nothing. all get into the locksmith business. Maybe it's, it's a great <laughs> business to make a lot of money. Well, I was in it for four years. Um, there's nothing worse, by the way, than locking. At least here at my at my girl's place, you lock that door, it's done. There's nothing. There's locksmith they got to come out there is you're just high enough or you can't go up on a balcony that's locked as well it's just the worst feeling right like when you're when you know you just did it and you're like yeah no i'm screwed, I'm screwed. <laughs> well i got I'll, a I'll... tile immediately i i went on amazon and ordered the tile thing to find it i was like i'm never gonna do this again so i was just gonna say so let's get into your budget a little bit without being too specific eight hundred dollars is a bite out of your monthly budget right uh, that, yeah. that's a yeah. big deal <laughs> That Nothing. is a, so. What if she wasn't spending that at the locksmith? She was spending that at the local brewery down the street. I, that's what I want to know. Now you're getting to where we're going, Slee. Which yeah. is where does the eight hundred bucks come from? Now is it is it out nights out? Is I it food? Is it what are we skimping on? I think it's uh, maybe I don't go to Sprouts. Maybe I go to Aldi for my okay, food. That's uh, a good choice. Also, I'm I will give up alcohol. I was like, okay, I, I'm gonna cut that out of my budget for sure, and then. It's kind of like, oh, maybe I'm not going to plan for that one trip in this in this in this area. But uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's great. I got a big tax refund though, so that's at least good. Not anymore. <laughs> well, that's yeah, what, I get it, it. it went to the the locksmith. Right, exactly. Right. He got a tax refund for me. So oh, yeah. oh I'm, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. That is that is a. Tra- but look so on I'm, the bright side. It's, okay, it's great. I, I went straight into dad mode as you're telling the story, Emily. Like I'm starting to think that the, first of all, you got the car down there, so it has to be down there. Right, it has to be somewhere. It has to near be the car. at that aquatic center. Absolutely, she spent, she spent a couple hours. In I know. That same spot and couldn't. It was find really it. windy in Orange County, so like maybe the wind blew it somewhere. The only okay, the only and non it wasn't that windy where it's blowing car keys. It down was the blowing street. our goals over. <laughs> so the one weird thing that happened that day, I had a a glass bottle that was in my bag, and it was on the side pocket, which is where I usually keep my keys. I bent over, and the glass bottle broke. And obviously that was a dumb idea by Emily, whatever. It broke. And I think maybe my keys fell out in that instance. And then everyone was trying to help get the keys uh, or get the glass up. And then someone took my keys by accident. That's the only weird thing I could find. So tell me if this is good news or bad news. Because this is what I hear. uh, This is what I think is going to happen, Slee. Someone is going to show up at practice, Emily, and say, "Uh, I have your key. It was in my bag. Or, hey, I, I, I was going through... 
you know, Timmy's little uh, swim helmet, and I found it attached to the side on like it's it's going to show up. God and bless that parent who tells me because I will. I don't know if I can contain it. Uh, how I would feel reacting to that, but I'm also, you know, hey, Venmo me half. Venmo me four hundred. You almost don't want the, the I, old key I, back now. Well, the quickest way to find it is to buy a new one. Right, that's one of those things. Like, I, I know I had a brown jacket somewhere. I've had it. I, I need a brown jacket. I'll buy a new one. Oh, there it is. It's there in the it back is. of the closet. Yeah, it it shows up every single time. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Tell me the Michael story, Slee. Okay, so this puts it in perspective. LeBron drops 56 on Saturday. We had um, uh, Anthony Slater who covers the Warriors and the NBA for the Athletics. So he's on in the pregame show talking with us. Iguodala is warming up on the other side. On the other side, Andre Iguodala, and the conversation comes like, "Hey, is Iggy gonna play? When's he coming back?" And they said something to the effect of, "I think they're just probably saving him for the postseason." Okay, and I go LeBron, or I go LeBron, I go Michael. Do you blame them? Why wouldn't they just save him for the postseason? Playoffs gonna come. Use Andre Iguodala there, and he goes, "Well, they're not saving LeBron." And I, I kind of, I, I listen to him for a second. I'm like. I don't know. That's not a good comp. Okay, go look at Andre Iguodala's age. Uh-huh. Iguodala's 38 years old. He's one year older than LeBron James. And they are basically holding out Andre Iguodala for the remainder of this season, or maybe they're going to play him very selectively. They're very strategic how they're using Iguodala. Iguodala is not LeBron James. I'm not trying to make a steady this. But think about that for a second. When Michael says... Well, look what LeBron's doing at age 37. There's only a year apart between him and Iguodala. LeBron's playing 40 minutes a night, 37 minutes a night, 35 minutes a night. He's averaging almost 30 points a game at age 37. I don't know why, but it kind of hit me right over the head of like, wait a minute. Iguodala and, and LeBron are a year apart, and LeBron is doing what he's doing, and the Warriors are saying, hey, let's use him you know, sparingly here and there. It is so ridiculous what he's doing at 37, Trav. I, it, it is so incredibly ridiculous. And just using that one game as an example would be a mistake because he dropped 56 points on Saturday night, and we want to make a big deal about that. Mm-hmm. He's averaging basically 30 points a game this year. Yeah, third in the league, I want to say, right? I mean, he's 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 having as good of a season as he's had statistically. Like his impact on the games, I think if like you, you watch every single night, you pay very close attention every single night, and his impact on the game is not exactly what it used to be. But that, I mean, that's so what? He's ten years older than he used to be, right? I I, I do think that there's a mistake to be made, and I think that you'll agree with this. You can't compare people to LeBron James. You can't compare people to Tiger Woods, to Kobe Bryant, to Michael Jordan, to Kareem Abdul. You, you can't compare them to the very best guys that have ever done this because you're always going to come up lacking, right? Just appreciate these guys for what they are. You, to, to say that Andre Iguodala, you know, well, he doesn't do it. Well, of course he doesn't because he's a normal human being. <laughs> LeBron is the weird one. LeBron is the one that is so, uh, you know, off of the, 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 the idea. I'm going to go back a little bit. When Shaq and Kobe were, were teammates. And yeah. they say, well, why can't Shaq be more like Kobe? Because nobody's like Kobe. That's why. That people are like Shaq. Shaq is the normal one. Not physically, but Shaq's work ethic is pretty typical. Kobe's, Michael Jordan's, Tiger Woods's, LeBron James, they're the weird ones. And anytime you start to compare, oh, you know, LeBron, well, yeah, LeBron does it. That's why he's LeBron. That's why he's one of one. We need to never compare mortals to immortals like LeBron and Kobe and Michael and Tiger. There are no other people like that. 
Just let them be the one of one and enjoy it when it comes around to when a 36, 7-year-old guy drops 56 points. Don't go, why can't anybody else? Because no one else can. That's why. So LeBron's not going to have moments where every single night he's going to take over a game and he's going to just win you the game. There's nothing you could do. You had one of those moments on Saturday. You did. It, it was, and it, it kind of actually takes me back. Remember the win they had against the Utah Jazz, Aaron Donald. This is the 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 yeah. night they did their parade, yeah. and he keeps looking over at Aaron Donald, and he just took over the game. And there was nothing anybody can do. And the Utah Jazz, that's a playoff team. Obviously, the Warriors playoff team, even though they've been awful over their last 10, 12 games without Draymond. But there's there's certain players that even at this age, I can still take over a game against all-star Andrew Wiggins, uh, Hall of Famer Steph Curry, Hall of Famer Clay Thompson, go down the list of some of these players that they have as a team. He can take over a game. He did that, but it, it was uh, it was – it's easy to look at what he did Saturday, but I think just the fact that he's still having as much success as he is. He's only 200 points now, I think, away from Carl Malone. That's going to go down there pretty soon. He'll be – Funches was trying to tell me a stat about 10,000 points, rebounds, and assists. How rare of a class he's going to be when all the dust settles. Like you just said, sit back, appreciate the games. Enjoy I wish I wish Lakers could get more Ws in the process, but I, I don't know well, – they're that obviously has not been a part of the yeah, They're going to need other guys to be normal. They don't have to be abnormal like LeBron, but you just need to be normal, good NBA players. Ask Slee, including the live one from uh, Santora's yesterday. It's coming up. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. And it is Travis and Slee on 710 ESPN. Does he go out and hunt for it, or will he Instacart it? Hashtag Ask Slee. Time for the segment everyone loves. Time for the segment Los Angeles loves. Ask Slee. Ask Slee. And Ask Slee this morning is presented by Harris Resort SoCal. Voted best resort in Futter, California. From dining to unwinding, a trip to Futter, California is always a win. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting HarrisSoCal.com. And it is time for Ask Slee. All right, Slee, so I have to clean this one up a little bit because Chris yesterday, who stopped me at Santora's in Mission Viejo, said, can I give you an Ask Slee? Um, I'm going to – I have to fix it here a little bit. So the shorter the radio yeah, He's friendly. with his family and you had to clean it up? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> did, he, did he say it in front of his family or was it like uh, No, it was more whispered to, to me on the side yeah. than, it, than yeah. it was in front of – so basically the, the – uh, you have something very important to do, right? Okay. That you have you have something that you really need to get done. But your Lady Slee is feeling amorous in that moment. Which of those two options do you take care of first? Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, work can always wait. <laughs> That's the right answer. That's yeah, right. Work can always wait. Yeah, you can always you can always double it. I'm looking at this guy like this is way to go, Chris. And by by the way, his was slightly different than that, but that's uh, that's as is close he as like, I can get. Is he like nudging you too? Like, huh? You want to ask him? <laughs> huh? What do you think? Kind of, kind of. There's a. I'll give you the the, the full leaded version uh, some other time because you know I, I like doing this show and I'd like to continue to do this show. Let's start right here. Uh, this is from. Jacob and Jacob writes hashtag asks Lee. When was a time you acted nonchalant but were going crazy inside? That's a good question. Acted nonchalant, going crazy inside. So is this like somebody you met or? No, it could be any situation. Like I'll give you one for me. R- like I quick. was calm, cool, and collective when I met Woj, but we all know how <laughs> I felt inside. Yeah, well, maybe that's it. Maybe we that's the answer. Why are you shaking, drinking your water? I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> Just leave me alone. I need a minute. Like no, for instance, um, 
I will remember this vividly. My my oldest son was like 10 or 11 at the time, and he yeah. got hit with a pitch like in the back of the neck by this kid that threw pretty hard, mm-hmm. and it scared the you-know-what out of me. Mm. And and he's down on the ground, and I'm trying to slow play it so I don't scare him. Sure. But in my mind's eye, I'm thinking, okay, he's got a broken neck for sure. What What, what is this going to look like moving forward? Something like that maybe. All right, so I'm going to give you – I need to know the exact – I need to know the exact ride. I went to Magic Mountain a couple years ago. Okay. Well, this one actually and skydiving. Um, but let me do That's the Magic a great Mountain answer. one. Let me do the Ma- Magic Mountain. I can't remember the ride. So I, g- I got to find what the name of the ride was. Just trying to play it cool, bro. Um, no reaction. No screaming. Just trying to play it cool. You know? And inside, I was a three-year-old that uh, <laughs> I, I cannot describe, like, how I felt during the ride. I was... So incredibly scared of this ride. Like, I, even walking by it after we were done, I'm like, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. <laughs> skydiving was the contact. same. Can I tell you something? Skydiving, I played it really freaking cool. But it wasn't me trying to play it cool. It was I didn't know what to expect. So yeah. it was also this, like, listen, I've never jumped out of a plane before. So I'm not sure what the feeling is going to be like. I'm not sure what the anticipation is going to be like. I'm not sure when there's, you know, I'm number eight on the list of jumping off and number one, two, three, four, five, six go, and the anticipation's getting more and more. I think those are the moments for me where you're kind of playing it cool, but you also have no choice. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the alternative is far worse along the way. Uh, Capitano Matt, hashtag asks Lee, how many books do you own that you never intend to read? <laughs> do you have any of those decorative books in Casa de Slee? I just got a book recently. And I have not read it yet. And I get in a moment where maybe I'm watching something or maybe something triggers, hey, this is a good book recommendation. So I'll go on. The, I'll just say, OK, you know what? Let me let me buy the book and then I'll try and read it. I, For the most part, if I'm going to buy the book, I'm most likely going to give it a shot. I'm most likely going to read it. But there's also a lot of books you kind of start like a movie or you start some type of a show and if you're starting to look at your phone and you're 15 minutes into the book and you're like, ah, this thing isn't just for me, I definitely got a, a few of those there laying around. Yeah, no, it's always nonfiction. It's always, you know, I need to know a little bit more about that. You buy it, you put it on the desk or by your bed at night, and then it sits there for six months. You're like, no, I'm never going to read that. You probably and have three or four book engineering show. books that you saw <laughs> saying, no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to be an engineer. <laughs> a little history here and there. Like, you know, I should know more about that moment in time. And nah, nah I'm good. I'll, I'll just, I'll watch another episode of The Simpsons. That sounds like a much better use of my time. I'll do that. I'll watch instead. bloopers of The Office. This is, <laughs> it's, it's going to make you so much smarter. John writes, hashtag asks Lee, you can only use one for the rest of your life. Which are you choosing? Tapatio, Cholula, Tabasco, or Valentina? Uh, Cholula. That's the right answer. That's my go-to. Is Val- I, I'll be honest. I don't know Valentina. Is that a, is that a hot sauce? I'm, un- I'm unfamiliar with that one. Assuming it is, I don't know it as well. Um, just a quick uh, tip for all our people out there. At Costco... They do Cholua, right? There's some uh-huh. in the double two, pack. Two packs. Yeah, yep. that's come on. I mean, I go to Ralph's over here. They can charge me six ninety nine. I go to Costco. I think it's five ninety nine. I get two of them, and I think the bottle's actually even bigger. What if I throw in the green Tabasco? Does that change your 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 decision making at all? Because that green Tabasco shoots to the top of my list. Cholua is my go to. That's my go to. It's not a bad choice. It, it, yeah. If the you see yeah, yesterday piling on, it on some chicken on chicken. There you go. Not yeah. a bad way to do it. Uh, John Ferris. Speaking of another food one, if it's true as Trav said that we only have two weeks left and you're having your last meal, what are you having for dessert? 
Having your last meal, what am yep. I having for dessert? They've hit the button. They're flying through the air. Yep. The end is near. We're just about to cash it all in, and you've got an opportunity to order dessert before they land. What are you ordering? <laughs> so many good options here. Um, I got a couple in my head that I got to kind of decipher from. Okay? okay. I'm a big pie fan. I like pie, and I don't have pie often. So it's like having a piece of pie – and there's so many obviously different options. I, I don't think you're not you're not a fan of pumpkin pie. I no. actually apple pie or something along those lines. I think in that world. But I'm also thinking of the uh, I'm thinking of the carrot cake that you and I have talked about That's in the past. Uh, I mean a final slice of cheesecake and then you're calling it a day. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean I could I th- I could go with one of those. Um, you can't order ice cream the sampler, before you. You got to pick one thing. The, 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 it's just about to impact so here, your house. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know I can only choose one, but this is a you critical can... choice. So I need to kind of talk through it to myself of what I'm taking here. Yeah, the mushroom cloud is hit. It's over. You didn't get dessert. You, you, it t- well, I was holding up. the menu. I was just holding the menu while it happened. It's Apple over. Pie. It's Apple over. Pie. We're moving. Yeah, that's not a bad way to do it. Anthony, Stone Cold Tony. With ice cream on top of it. Well, sure. What are we doing if we're and not doing cake. that? Uh, <laughs> which is Sliwa more likely to do in the midst of having a midlife crisis? Get a back tattoo of a phoenix rising from the ashes or buying an old beat-up 60s Camaro claiming that it'll fix it up. I'm not getting that tattoo. So it's the 60 Camaro, but then I'm also asking somebody if they can figure out how to make this thing work because I'm not going to know what to do. <laughs> no, well, see, the, but the Camaro can just sit in your garage forever. Yep. You never actually have to do anything. Oh, yeah, I'm going to start fixing that up next weekend. You, you can put, just say that for forty years. You don't. Actually you put really the cover on it. it, but you don't put it all the way. Yeah, so, like, people it. think, yeah, but yeah. people also think that, yeah, you know, you got to put this thing on and off. Working on it so. Working much. on the back end. Just leave the back end of the cover off, and just you know, I'm just start with the the rear end. And the differential's a little off. Gotta gotta reset the differential. Once the differential squared away, I'm gonna go to the holly carbs, the Edelbrock intakes. I'm just the start guy, spewing nonsense. I'm the guy when you pull in. When I go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, go get an oil change. <laughs> When they say, can you pop the hood open? I just hit the trunk. Okay. <laughs> then I did the gas tank. All right. Everything's open. Everything's open. All right. Maybe I got to have the glove compartment open before I actually get to the hood. All right. One more quick one here. This 60s from... Camaro. Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> Disc in San Clemente. What's the longest amount of time you've waited in line at Costco to save three bucks on gas? It's <laughs> a good question. It's a great um, question. It's more convenience. Because by the time I leave from there and I go to another gas station, like, okay, I know the, the, the actual price point is um, is a benefit, but by the time I leave and I go somewhere else, I could have just waited right there. So wh- whatever long it is, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever it is, I'm already dead or I'm already, uh, I'm already, um, I'm already in. Yeah, the, the Costco thing for the gas, like I'm Team Costco. I've been on this a million times, but that part is a little. Uh, it's a long wait for a couple of bucks. And look, Emily, you should wait in line at Costco for gas moving forward until you earn back Will your eight hundred dollars. But you know, <laughs> the rest of us, I'll, I'll spend the extra three bucks and be out of there forty-five minutes faster. All right. Russell Westbrook, is it the worst trade in Lakers history? Somebody thinks so. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.